welcome, welcome, welcome all of you to the North Georgia Revival week number 116. Come on, somebody, all over the homes, homes all over the nation and all over the world, right where you are, tuning in right here at Christ Fellowship Church, Dawsonville, Georgia, week 116 of the North Georgia Revival. Why don't you call all the family into the room? Go ahead and cut the TV off, cut the media off, cut the news off, crank up the volume of the North Georgia Revival. Let your neighbors hear what's going on. Come on, all over the world, we want to say welcome. If you're watching my Facebook Live, let us know where you're tuning in from. All over the world are watching. We want to say thank you to the ISN Network. All of you who are watching by ISN and those affiliates, thank you for tuning in to week number 116. Grab your Bibles. Grab your Bibles. We are excited. Here in Georgia, the governor has opened up a soft opening, if you will, for our churches to be able to come. We still have an empty sanctuary pretty much tonight, but this morning we had service and we're still respecting the six feet distancing. But listen, things are closed. Restaurants are closed and some shopping centers are closed, but the Spirit of God is open for you. The presence of the King wants to meet with you right there in your home. And so we just say prepare your hearts and prepare the way tonight for him to speak to you. If you've got your Bibles, go to Proverbs chapter 12. Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, keep going. You'll find Psalms and then Proverbs chapter 12 this evening. Tell us where you're tuning in from, city and state, country. So honored to have you with us tonight. Can't wait for these pools, these baptismal pools to be opened up once again for miracles and signs and wonders to come. Proverbs 12, 25 says this. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. One word is all you need. One version says anxiety and fear, it pushes us down, but a cheerful word picks us back up. Some of you need to be picked back up tonight. You need to be picked back up. You feel like somebody's dropped you. You feel like society has dropped you and this pandemic has dropped you and your world's falling apart. You are one word away from a breakthrough. You are one word away from a miracle. Now, we've got a word, a strong word coming to you tonight from Bishop Lance Johnson out of Ranger, Georgia. There's going to be a powerful word coming to you, life-changing word. But before that comes, we've got a time of worship. You are one word away. Listen, if you want to change the direction of your life, change the declaration from your lips. Speak a word. Say, my family is blessed. My business is blessed. The favor of God is upon me in my life. I am the healed of the Lord. Right now, if you have fever in your body, if you have aches in your body, declare over your own body, I am the healed of the Lord. Jesus loves me. His blood flows through my veins. Come on, I feel the Spirit of God even now. Speak a word to yourself. Declare that over your family. We are the blessed of the Lord. Highly blessed, highly favored. Jesus is alive. He is moving in our lives. Just change the declaration from your lips and watch the direction of your life change. Come on, lift your hands with us. We're going to worship. Have a time of incredible intimacy with the Lord. Father, this is the day that you have made. We're going to rejoice we're going to magnify you. We're going to lift your name higher than any pandemic, epidemic, anything. Jesus is king, and you rule and you reign. Heal people's bodies tonight. Save people tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen.
goodness. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Welcome to week number 116 of the North Georgia Revival right here in Dawsonville, Georgia, Christ Fellowship Church. On behalf of our entire church family here and all the host North Georgia pastors, we welcome you that are watching this telecast. We appreciate you uh, being a part of our very, very special service tonight. I'm telling you, the presence of the Lord is here, right here, right now, and I know that you're experiencing His presence. I know that you are uh, being touched by His love, His care, His concern. It is week number 116 of the North Georgia Revival. We have not stopped, even though that our crowds are not in the building. We're still ministering. We're still preaching the gospel. And we know it's just a short period of time until we're able to open up the doors once again and allow the world to come and to experience the glory of God, the tangible presence of the Lord that is in this building. So we just want to appreciate uh, all of you that are praying and really paying the price spiritually to protect the glory of God that is here. Not only this portal of glory, but literally all over the world in this season, the presence of God is falling in unprecedented manner. And I am just delighted to be a part of it. In just a few weeks, as I said a few moments ago, this, these doors are going to be opened up just for you to come back. We're going to be baptizing people. In fact, our baptismal pool to my right is full of water. It is heated. It is ready to go. The baptismal pool to my left, which is pool number one, tank number one, uh, is undergoing some work. But in the next few days, maybe a week or so, we're going to be filling that back up in anticipation of opening the doors for you to come back in here. Let me tell you something. The revival has not stopped. The revival has not stopped. The presence of God is here. Uh, he spoke to me very clearly, and he said, Todd, he says, what, what I started, I will finish. Not a pandemic, not a virus, not anything of that nature. It will only conclude when the Lord Jesus Christ says it has run its course. And I believe in my heart of hearts that we are nowhere near the very end of this revival. As long as they are hungry people, praying, seeking the face of God. In fact, last night we had a prayer meeting in here and the glory of God was in the building. Today, this morning, also this afternoon, and tomorrow night, tomorrow night, right here in Dawsonville, we're going to be praying, opening up the doors, maintaining, of course, the, uh, the physical distancing, if you will, so that um, people can pray and be uh, comfortable and be safe. And so if you're in the local area, we encourage you to come out tomorrow night at 6 o'clock for one hour to seek the face of the Lord. So that's going to happen. Karen, come on up here, if you will. And she's holding something very special. And uh, I want you guys to know a little bit about this story. And I'm going to ask someone if you guys can bring that picture up here, Madison, if you could, if you don't mind. Karen, this is a candle that um, uh, we, we have lit 24-7 ever since we went into the lockdown mode, ever since we were down, shut down and could not meet publicly. I was very concerned, and I called one of our North Georgia pastors, uh, Jeff Lyle, and I said, Jeff, man, I'm just troubled. We're not baptizing. We don't know what's going to happen. Is the revival going to continue? This is before the Lord spoke to me, and, and he sent me a text, and he said, Todd, he said, the Lord himself, God himself, will hold the flame in his hand until we meet again. I knew that was a rhema word, Karen. I knew that was a prophetic word from Pastor Jeff Lyle at um, Newbridge and IHOP over there in um, Lawrenceville. And my heart has rested in that. 
my heart has rested. And so there's been a, a flame, a candle burning 24 hours a day ever since we were no longer to have services. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, we've this candle has become important to us. We check on it and make sure that the flame is safe and it's still burning. Even when we have to change the candle out, we actually transfer the flame. We don't blow a candle out and then light another one. So this is the, the original flame that we started with and uh, we've gone through several candles, but this is important to us. This is a, a symbol of that prophetic word from Pastor Jeff who is really going through a battle his own self. He's battling um, a, a situation with cancer, believing God that everything's going to be great. He's going through treatments. We've been praying for him. But even in that battle, in that struggle, he had a word for us. His heart uh, leaned in for us, and he gave you that word, and, and we took it to heart. That's what your responsibility is with prophetic word. You've got to carry it. You can't let it drop. You've got to carry it. So right here is, the, is, is us carrying that. Yeah, and we had uh, Joanne Holbrook, who is our prophetic artist here at the North Georgia Revival. I shared with her the the uh, the word that Pastor Jeff gave me, and she, in one of our services, in one of our services, drew this right here. And we will literally come into the building. Come on over here and put that next to that. We will come into the building, and we will just stand around the table. We'll go right up to this painting. And we will um, just pray and holding on to the promise. And it's just like what Pastor Marty read the scripture a little bit earlier where he talked about how that word, you know, you can have anxiety in your soul and your spirit and there'll be a disturbance. But one word, go ahead and say it, just say one word. Yeah. One word from the Lord eases everything. It brings peace to your soul. So this candle burns, this prophetic drawing from Joanne Holbrook is just a reminder of what God's doing. And I just want to um, let everybody know that in a, a few weeks, we don't know how long exactly, and the few weeks could be, um, you know, three or four weeks, six weeks, I'm not sure. But as soon as we get the go-ahead, we're going to be opening up these doors, and people are going to be coming literally from all over the world because we have we have emails coming in. When are you going to baptize? My daughter's sick. My wife's sick. My husband's sick. My, my mother's dying of cancer. When can we get to the water? And we are believing God that that's going to be sooner rather than later. Sooner rather than later. So please connect with us in the spirit. Connect with us in prayer. You know, there's another way that you can connect with us as well. And that is through your financial giving. You can help us. Uh, in this revival, this move of God, which is ongoing, we've retained all of our staff uh, to pay them and commit to uh, to pay them during this this downtime. And in this revival, we're still going on right now, but even though the crowd's not here. So we were going to ask you right where you are, if you would partner with us, if you will sow a financial seed. And I know some of us are thinking, well, I don't know if I can do that. I, I, I have lack in my own life. I understand the struggle. But, you know, it is very, very scriptural that in times of drought, in times of lack, to place a radical financial seed into the ground, to put seed in the ground when there is a drought and watch how the Lord Jesus Christ himself will water it, how the Lord Jesus Christ will protect it, and how the Lord Jesus Christ will bring a harvest back into your life. It is in seasons like this when your flesh says no that the Spirit says go. It is in these moments when you say, I can't, the Spirit of God says, you can. 
So I'm just going to trust that all of you are being led by the Spirit right now. And I'm going to ask every viewer that's watching this live and even at a latter date, if you will partner with us. And if everybody did something, if everybody did something, it would make a tremendous impact on us and this revival as we move forward. So there's many ways that you can give right there on the screen. You can text to give. For those of you in the United States, you can text to give. It's a very simple number, very secure way. You don't have to worry about that. Uh, our church family uses it. We've been using it in the revival for over a year and a half. It is a very secure way to give. You can text right now. If all of us gave $5, $10, $20, or $100, or even $1,000, it would make a big, big difference. Now, there's another way that you can give. As well, you can mail your checks in to Christ Fellowship Church. Many people feel more comfortable in doing that. And the address was right there on the screen, especially our international partners, 139 Hightower Parkway. 139 Hightower Parkway, Dawsonville, Georgia. Dawsonville, Georgia. 139 Hightower Parkway, Dawsonville, Georgia. And let me give you the zip code, 30534. 30534. So that's going to come up on the screen. You can give that way as well, or go to our church app. So I want to pray for this offering before we introduce, but Karen, I am so excited about this candle, and uh, I just, it's a representation of the fire of God. Let me tell you something, even tomorrow night, even tomorrow night, we're going to be baptizing one individual uh, that needs to be baptized. Our water is full, it's warm, and uh, so we're still baptizing people. We really are. In, in special cases like that, we're believing God for the healing power of the Holy Spirit to touch them. And when these doors, Karen, are open back up, when these doors are open back up, it's going to be, I mean, pandemonium, reckless, if you will. I've got people texting me all over the place, Andrew, telling me I'm going to be the first one in the water. I'm going to be the first one in the water. Well, I got news for them. They're not going to be. I'm going to be one of the first ones in the water. Pastor Marty, you baptize me. I'll baptize you. We need a fresh insurgence of the Holy Ghost. I, I got coat heels all over my body. It's going to be crazy good. And you're going to want to get here as soon as you can. Now we're going to give you a heads up when we believe that that's going to happen as we get closer. And then we're just simply going to make the call. We're going to make the call, make the demand. And we're saying we're opening up on this particular day. Then you make arrangements. Uh, and guess what? They're building a brand new hotel in Dawsonville. That will make a big total of not one, two, three, but four hotels in Dawsonville. We pack out the hotels nearly every weekend. And so they're building a new one. And I literally believe because it's the North Georgia revival demand of people coming in from all over the world. So God bless you for that. I hope it's ready by the time you get here. So let's get Father, we love you and bless you. Thank you for this opportunity to so see. Thank you that you are alive and well and that you're moving in our midst. Thank you that tonight is going to be a most remarkable evening that even through the television, Lord, as they're watching on their screens and phones and, and Lord, all their devices, that your loving concern and compassion will help people. Lord, your conviction will draw us. Your peace will comfort us. Lord Jesus, your healing virtue will go forth through the airways and instantaneously, Lord, there will be revival, healings, and breakthroughs throughout the world tonight. But this is my prayer, and everybody collectively said amen and amen, amen. God bless you guys. It's my privilege tonight to introduce to you the man of God. Uh, he's a deep friend of mine, a precious friend of mine. He 
is Bishop Lance Johnson from Relevate Church in Ranger, Georgia. Now, for those of you that don't know, when the glory of God fell in this building in February 11th in 2018, Bishop uh, Lance Johnson was preaching for us on a Saturday night men's meeting, an unusual presence of God. He preached that next morning here at our church. And I asked him because I knew something was happening in the atmosphere. I said, Bishop, would you stay and just come tonight and preach for us? Because God's up to something. He said, I'll stay. So he came back and he preached. And it was that night that the glory of God fell upon our building. And I remember coming up these steps to transition from the worship to the preaching. And I just knelt down and I began to worship the Lord. And the kabod, the weight of God, sat down upon me. And I could not move. I could not get up. Every since February the 11th of 2018, we've been in a perpetual state of revival. And for nearly 11 to 12 weeks, right there, guys, three months, Bishop Lance Johnson would travel an hour and a half away every Sunday evening and come and preach for us. So it's my privilege to introduce the man of God tonight, Bishop Lance Johnson. Would you put your hands together? Let him know that you love him. Bishop, God bless you. I thank you. You're incredible. All right. Come on, give God some praise right there in your home tonight. Come on, let him know that you love him tonight. Come on, set the atmosphere in your house tonight. Begin to give God praise because he's been faithful to you in every situation, through every circumstance. He was there and loved you when nobody else would love you. He brought you through things that were impossible. He was your strength in the midst of your weakness, your comforter. When you were mourning, he was right there to be the hand that would hold you when everything in your life was unraveling. So give him praise right there in your home tonight. Let him know that you love him and you thank him for everything he's done in your life. Because I want you to know something. Breakthrough and victory is coming. God is not moved by a geographical location. I believe that tonight the fire of God is going to fall in every home tonight. I believe that the very Pentecostal fire of God that fell in the upper room is falling in houses around the world right now. That the glory of God is saturating the sanctuary of your home. And that his glory right now is permeating that atmosphere that miracles are going to happen tonight. That I'm telling you, Bob, Bondages are going to be broken off of people's lives tonight. That right there in your living room, that God is going to heal sick bodies. I believe he's going to annihilate the coronavirus in people's bodies because that's who he is. He endured the stripes. He took the affliction that you and I could be healed. He is the God of breakthrough, and I believe that revival is coming to your house tonight. I believe that awakening right now could so happen in your home right where you are that people are going to be coming through the neighborhood because of the sound that's going to be coming out of your house tonight because that's who God is. God has given you and I the voice of victory. He has given you and I his authority. It is time that we that we band together, that we bind together in faith and confidence of who God is and begin to declare the victories of God over this coronavirus, that we begin to speak life, that we begin to speak healing over people because our God is a God that heals. He is Jehovah Rapha, he is our healer. And tonight I want to I want to minister a word that the Lord dropped in my spirit in the beginning of all of this. Uh, God put a word in my spirit. It's been my anchor through this entire process. And I believe that it's going to be a word for you tonight. Here's, here's my thing. Listen, when, when God
God says about a man that he is a man after my own heart. I want to know about that man, especially when I look at his past and I see what he came through. And I'm referring to King David because God said at the end of his journey, when everything was said and done, he is a man after my own heart. He was a man that had to endure persecutions and afflictions and betrayals. He, he had to endure uh, uh, family scandals. He had to endure his own personal failures. He had to endure failures from his family. He had to endure rejection. He had to endure hiding in caves and being surrounded by people that were discontent and, and that were their indebtedness. But yet he kept his faith and he never failed. He overcome his own personal failures. And at the end of all of that, it was still said about him that he was a man after God's own heart. So that's exactly why I want to look into the life of David at one of the most difficult times that he ever faced. In the book of 2 Samuel chapter 22, beginning in verse 1, and that's where I want to start, prescription for victory tonight. Listen, I just want to declare a word to you before I read this text. Victory's coming to your house tonight. I'm telling you, there's some people tonight that are downhearted. You're discouraged. You're disappointed. There's some stuff going on in your life. Your finances are decaying and falling apart among you. I'm here to tell you tonight, this is your moment of breakthrough. This is your season tonight. A word's coming from heaven. And where there was fear and despair, there's coming faith unmovable and unshakable that's going to cause you to rise in the middle of your battle with victory like you've never known it before. So get ready tonight. Prepare your hearts for this word. David sang this song to the Lord on the day the Lord rescued him from all of his enemies and from Saul. Notice he said all of his enemies and from Saul. Here's the song that he sang, verse 2, the Lord is my rock. Shout that with me. The Lord is my rock my fortress and my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me at my place of safety. He is my refuge, my savior, the one who saves me from violence. Watch this. I called on the Lord who is worthy of praise and he saved me from my enemies. The waves of death overwhelmed me. Floods of destruction swept over me. The grave, listen to where he's at. The grave wrapped its ropes around me. Death laid a trap in my path, but in my distress, whoo, I like that. Come on, in my distress, I cried unto the Lord. Now watch this. Yes, I cried to the Lord for help. He heard me from his sanctuary. My cry reached his ears. Father, tonight, Lord, I thank you for the power of your anointing. I thank you for the glory that's permeating the airwaves tonight. God, that you're reaching into every home around the world tonight. God, I pray that you're touching hearts and you're touching lives. God, I command strongholds to be broken tonight. Lord, I pray that minds that have been blinded by the enemy, that you peel the calluses away tonight. Open up eyes that they will see your love, that they will see your power, that tonight, God, people are going to be set free. They're going to be healed. People are going to be delivered tonight, God. Lord, people are going to be healed in their homes, that miracles are going to be manifest, that marriages are going to be restored tonight, that businesses are going to receive breakthroughs tonight, that God tonight is a night of deliverance and total healing to those that will hear your word, and I thank you for it tonight. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 
Now, I want you to look at the text tonight and see exactly where David found himself at the moment. Now, understanding he's come through it, but he gives us a glimpse into where he was and what he was going through. And he says these words, the waves of death had overwhelmed me. And I know that some of you understand what it means to be overwhelmed by circumstances and situations that look as if they're bringing an end to your dreams and an end to your hope and it seems like that there's nowhere to turn. He was in he was encamped on every side by darkness and despair, by troubles and situations and circumstances that were greater than he was. Now watch what he says. He said, floods of destruction swell over me. What, what descriptive words of where David or what David was experiencing and the emotions that he must have been dealing with. And I realize that there's some people right now that it looks like your business is being destroyed. It looks like that your home is unraveling. There's tension in the house. There's calamity in the marriage. And you feel there's troubles on every side that some of you are hurting financially right now. You may have not gotten uh, 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 your, your check yet and you're struggling and there's things going on in your life. There's a mom out there that's watching right now that your child is incarcerated by the power of an addiction that's killing your child. But I come to tell you that no matter how dark the situation may be, no matter how you may feel presently right now breakthrough is coming tonight breakthrough is coming your way now watch what he said the grave wrapped its ropes around me death laid a trap in my path in other words the enemy was after him to kill him any way that he could the most powerful man on the planet was seeking him out to kill him Saul was in pursuit of him his family listen had, had didn't think he was qualified David was a man that fought battles from the moment that he came into this world from his own dad not recognizing him when the prophet Samuel came to call all of Jesse's sons to the house his own dad Jesse didn't even call him he was rejected when he went to fight Goliath he didn't just have have to deal with Saul not thinking that he was able to fight the battle but he had to deal with his own brother's rejection and them mocking him and make fun of him and telling him to go back home and every one of us knows what it feels like to be mocked, to be rejected, for people not to see the goodness of what God has put in our life. But see, David didn't fail. David didn't let betrayal stop him. David didn't let the hurt stop him. David didn't let all of the battles and the adversities and the conflict stop him from the pursuit suit of the call and the mandate of God on his life but yet he persevered and he came through and I come to tell you today God didn't create you to fail God didn't create you to blow it right now God didn't create you to fall in the midst of this battle God created you to rise he said you're more than a conqueror he said that he would always cause you to triumph you are the head and not the tail you are above and not beneath that God created you to be an overcomer by the blood that Jesus shed and the resurrection power that he said that works in our lives. I challenge you this morning, this, this evening, not to give up. I challenge you to be like David, to be able to be surrounded by the conflict, surrounded by the difficulty, surrounded by the hardship, surrounded by the circumstances that are in pursuit of your life. And right in the middle of it, throw your hands up in the air and begin to cry unto the Lord. Begin to call upon the faithfulness of who he is because I promise you that God is greater than every adversary that's trying to take you out. And that includes the coronavirus. 
God is greater than the cancer report. God is greater than the financial calamity. God is greater than the drugs that's incarcerating your husband. God is greater than the pain that's in your heart, that brokenness you're feeling. There's not a broken heart that God can't heal. Let me explain that to you tonight. Luke 4.18 said that, that Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. No matter how down and in despair you are tonight, when you call upon the name of the Lord, when you cry with that certainty of the faithfulness of who he is, God's going to show up in the midst of your situation. David said, I called upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, which is really the focal point of my message because what you've got to do is follow the prescription of David. See, David did not become a victim to his circumstances. If you live based on your circumstances, if they control your emotions, if they control your decision-making, if they control your outlook and your perspective, then your life is like a roller coaster. You're not living by faith. We've got to not live by our circumstances. We've got to live by the promises of God's Word. I don't walk by sight, but I walk by faith. Here's where the strength comes in, that even in the midst of my circumstances, when everything around me seems to be unraveled, when everything around me seems to be shaken, I know that there's a rock greater than all that is shaking. I know there's a rock greater than my marriage problem. There is a rock greater than my financial problem. There is a rock more stable than the instability of drug addiction. There is a rock in the middle of my trouble, and I choose to plant my feet on the rock of ages. I cry unto the Lord, Lord, you are my rock, so that when everything else is falling apart, I know that I'm standing sure. See, you got to know tonight that he is a rock. And you've got to begin to take your focus off your circumstances. Focus off the situation. And begin to put your focus on God. Put your focus on who he is. Put your focus on the promises of his word. Put your focus on the faithfulness that you have experienced with God. That, that in the past, God was the God that showed up when nobody else would. He was the God that loved you when church folk turned their back on you. He was the God that stayed with you when everybody said you were going to fail that your life was over and God was there. He was the lily of the valley and the rose of your desert time. He was your strength and your strong tower. Remember the faithfulness of God and know that even in this situation that you're in right now, that God is my rock because praise takes my focus off of my circumstances and puts my focus on who he is. It takes my focus off of the problem and puts my focus on the solution and I promise you that God is bigger and God is greater than whatever you're going through right now he's bigger than all of the conflicts that we've got going on in this nation and around the world he's bigger than this virus he's bigger than a shutdown economy and I've got news for you the government does not control the future my Bible tells me that God holds my season in his hands he is the author and he is the finisher of my faith. He is the author and the finisher of your church, pastor. He is the author and the finisher of your family and your business. You put your faith in God. Begin to put your faith and your confidence in the character of who God is and watch your world begin to change. It may not change in your timing, but I'm telling you as we walk with our eyes focused on the goodness of him, David said, he's my rock. You ought to shout that right now. He's my rock. Yeah, you need to look over at your wife right now, high-five her and tell her he's my rock. 
Come on, you tell right now your kids, he's our rock. Come on, I thank God for, for good government. I thank God for godly men and godly women in politics. But let me tell you that Jesus is my rock because when everything else is shaken, he's my stability. The world's in fear, but I'm in faith. Why? Because I'm standing on the rock, Christ Jesus. David said, I got a rock. My world's shaking. My future's shaking. My destiny looks like it's in jeopardy. Hell's done put his, put his ropes around me. Death is trying to overcome me. Fear is trying to overtake my heart. But Jesus is my rock. You see, he understood that he was this rock. So he began to declare, you are my rock and my fortress. Let me tell you something. It's more than just he's my stability. He is my protector. Doesn't matter how many, how many arrows are flying. Doesn't matter how many attacks are coming. Doesn't mean if everything seems to be getting worse. He is my fortress and my shield. That means that God's got me covered, friends. He's got me covered on every side. He's got my front. He's got my back. He's got my side. He's got the top. He's got the bottom. He's a secret place that we can run to and hide. He's the shelter. His wings are our shelter. And we run to him and we're protected when things around us are unraveling and people around us are falling. He has to become your shelter. He has to become your fortress. Listen, I don't care what everybody else is. It's for me and my family. He's going to be our fortress. He's going to be our shield. We're going to stand in confidence that God's got a hedge of protection around us. If he can protect Job, he can protect you. I believe God for his fortress and his shield. And it was David that looked to him as my fortress when the enemy was coming. That's why Saul couldn't touch him. Saul would have killed him, but God had a hedge around him. You can't see it, but it's there. Oh, my God. His hedge is about us. His protection is about us. Why? Because he is a fortress. He's the strong tower that the righteous run to and they're saved. Watch what he said. Not only did he tell God, you're my fortress, my savior, and my rock. He said, you are my shield and the power that saves me. Come on now. My place of safety. He is my refuge, my savior, and the one who saves me from violence. Let me tell you something. God is righteous, and if we're sold out, if we call upon him, if we will seek his face, listen, right now the world is paralyzed in fear and uncertainty, but if we will turn to the Lord, let me tell you something, I don't have to have a church building to attend to be able to walk in the presence of God because God is still God right there in your home just like he's God right here in this wonderful place of revival. He is God in your bedroom. He is God in the hotel room. He is God wherever you're at, and you can call on him right there where you are, and he becomes your safety that while everybody else is unraveling, I am standing in the strength of who he is. That, listen, David hiding in a cave with discontented men that were full of indebtedness and in the midst of uncertainty of what was going to transpire, David was able to know that God is my shield. God is my fortress. God is my way maker. In the midst of his own personal failures, when every eye was on him, he understood that God was his way maker, that God's mercy was his restore. And you've got to look to God no matter what your circumstances is. It may be your personal failure. It may be your family's failure. It may be a collapsing business. But I got news for you. When you call on the name of the Lord, when you take your eyes off the storm and put your eyes on the King of kings and Lord of lords, God will turn it around. Oh, 
oh, I can just think about David. See, David, or excuse me, Peter, uh, was a man that understood a principle that you and I have to understand today. Peter was in the midst of that storm. He was surrounded by the 11 other disciples that loved the Lord and they were following Jesus and and, and they, were the, they were the others that God had anointed and, and was using and they're in the boat, but there's a storm coming. There's a storm that's sinking their boat. Their lives are in jeopardy. But let me tell you something, when Jesus came walking on the water, the Bible said, listen to this, if you look at the proper translation, they thought it was a spirit. They did not know it was Jesus, the Son of God. When they thought it, we would use that word like a haunt or a hank. We would, we would use terms like a ghost. They didn't know what it was or who it was. And they were filled with fear, thinking that not only is the boat sinking, but now we got a ghost on the water. But let me tell you something. If we, listen, are those that know how to seek God, we, listen, we are not moved by the storm that surrounds us. We are those that can look past what everybody else is thinking and find God in the middle of a storm, in the middle of a sinking ship. I'm able to get a hold of the Holy Ghost. Woo, glory to God. Peter understood one principle. He said, I ain't staying here with you boys. I love you, you're my friends, but I ain't staying here because what I need in the middle of my storm is the presence of God. And that's what David understood. I may be in a storm, but I need the presence of God. I need to challenge you today that, listen, what you need is the presence of a living God. You don't need a Bible story. You need the presence of a living God. You don't need just somebody to pat you on the back and tell you it's going to be okay. You need the presence of a living God. You need to throw your hands up and begin to give God some praise right there in your living room because God inhabits the praises of his people. When you begin to worship God, I'm telling you the whole Holy Ghost is coming down. The fire of God will fall on you and the mountains will melt like wax. That's what the word of the Lord says in the presence of God. The hills will melt like wax. I'm telling you, the hills that seem impassable, the circumstances that seem impossible, that when you get in the presence of God and determine that in the middle of a storm, I am not a victim. I am not what this virus says I am. I am not defeated. I am not conquered. I am not overcome. Let me prophesy to somebody, you're not a drug addict. You're not a failure. You're not a loser. You're not a whore. You're not defeated. You're not worthless. You're a child of God that Jesus shed his blood for, and it's time for you to understand that the power of God and the presence of God will bring you out of the hell of addiction. He'll bring you out of the hell of despair. He will bring you out of the pain of your path and put your feet right solid on the rock of ages. You need the fire of God, presence of God in your home. Peter said, I'm getting out of this boat because I'm going to where the presence is. Let me tell you something, when you decide to go after the presence of God, let me tell you what happened, the same thing that happened to David. You'll find yourself walking where nobody else has ever walked. Woo, that's when you go out to the presence of God. You will find yourself able to go where others can't go. Listen, because you're not in the pursuit of religion, you're not in pursuit of his blessings, you're in pursuit of his presence. Oh, you didn't hear that. I'm going to say it one more time. When you begin to go out to the presence of God, listen, everybody wants the blessings of God. Everybody wants the stuff of God. Everybody wants a rent check. Everybody wants a big ministry. Everybody wants a great church. Everybody wants a big bank account and a nice house. Everybody wants a better life. But listen, when you decide, you know what, I don't care about all the stuff. I want the presence of a living God because he is water to my soul. Come on, somebody, he is the bread of life. And if I can drink of the living water and the 
bread of life. I'll never thirst again. I've got everything if I've got him. If I can get in his presence. My God, that's why Peter got down out of that boat begin to walk on that water. You see, when you, begin to, when you begin to pursue the presence of God, you can go places other people wish they could go. I'm gonna say that one more time because you're going after the presence of God. There's no hidden agendas. There's no alternative motive. God, I'm coming after you. I just want your presence because let me tell you what happens in the presence of God. The Bible said it's our times of refreshing. There are people right now <laughs> that you're battling and struggling emotionally and physically and mentally. You're battling it full of anxiety and fear. You're, you're emotionally spent. But let me tell you what will happen in the presence of God. The Bible says, not Lance Johnson, the Bible says that in the presence of God comes our times of refreshing. God will renew you, refreshing you. You will not be waving the white flag in this battle, but you're going to rise out of what looks like ashes to walk in the beauty of what God has created. That's what the Holy Ghost will do when he comes into your home and your life. The presence of God. Peter jumped out of that boat. He began to walk where nobody else had walked. The Bible said he began to look away at the storm and he began to look at the troubles. See, that's the one thing that David didn't do. Even at the loss of everything at Ziklag, David had lost everything. It looked like his family was gone, all of his wealth, his men, everything was gone. Even his own mighty men turned on him. But the Bible said, listen, David didn't falter. You know what he did? He encouraged himself in the Lord. And that's what I'm trying to tell you, that in the middle of troubles, we got to seek the presence of God. In the middle of pain, we got to seek the presence of God. In the middle of calamity and struggles and, and situations that looks like death has tried to put its ropes around you, you got to lift your hand and begin to give God praise. Anybody can praise God with the full bank account, but can you praise God with everything? thing around you is shaking. Ooh, when everything is uncertain and everything looks like it is your demise, you got to be able to give God praise in the midst of it. You got to be able to lift your hand and listen, you don't have to be flipping pews and, and walking the chair. You can right there in your home begin to lift your hands and just say, God, you've been faithful. Lord, you've been my deliverer. Lord, you've been my marriage healer. Lord, you've been my provider. Lord, you've been there in the midst of the valleys of my life. God, you've been faithful when I was in trouble. You've been faithful when I was doing wrong. You found me when I was running in rebellion. God, your mercy was new every morning, and you've loved me when I was unlovable. When you begin to sing unto God praises and accolades, the presence of God comes, and victory begins to be yours. David, in the middle of a cave of Adullam, he found victory because he cried unto the Lord and he began to declare the, the, the character of who God is. He began to declare the faithfulness of God. He began to declare the character of God, the power of God. He began to sing to God the very characteristics of who he was because let me explain something to you. Tonight, God is deliverer. God is faithful. God is provider. Listen to me, church. God is your healer tonight. God is your way maker tonight. God is your strength and weakness. God is your peace that passes all understanding. He is your everything, no matter what your situation is. And when you can begin to confess the character of God and the accolades of who he truly is in the midst of a storm that says you're a failure and you're going to die, God begins to step in on the scene and God begins to make a way where you thought there was no way that victory is coming into your house and your home. Victory. 
There are those of you out there tonight that you even feel like that, that your life has, is, is over. Not because of a coronavirus. Not because of things that people have done to you. But things that you've done to yourself. Mistakes that you've made and decisions that you've made that took you down the wrong roads. That led you in a place where despair and darkness has surrounded you. See, I know what it's like to wake up one day and find yourself an addict. Find yourself an alcoholic, a drug addict, family gone, family wrecked, in shambles and shackles. Nobody loves you. Nobody respects you. Everybody thinks you're an idiot. I know what it's like to wake up there. And I know that some of you know what it's like to wake up surrounded by darkness. That death and despair has surrounded you. That suicide runs through your mind like a ticker tape. And you think about it constantly because there's not much to live for. Because you forfeited your family and your children all because of bad decisions and things that you did. There's nobody else to point the finger at. But I got good news for you. David knows what it's like to wake up as a failure too. He knew what it was like to make bad decisions and end up in personal sin that wrecked his life and jeopardized his future. But in the midst of it, he called upon the name of the Lord. He began to call upon the strong power. And the mercy that's new every morning reached down in David's bedroom and he picked up a fallen king and he resurrected a kingdom that he would use in a mighty way. And I declare to you tonight that no matter how many bad decisions you've made, no matter how many nights you spent in jail or what a judge said about you, God is about to raise you up with the power of his mercy, with the power of his blood and restore everything that you forfeited by your own bad decisions. Because God is a God of restoration. And in the midst of the failures of your own life, you've got to call upon the name of the Lord. You've got to begin to call on him in every situation, every circumstance. You've got to begin to look to him and declare that he is faithful. Listen to me right now. His blood is greater than your sins. His blood is more powerful than your rebellion. It's greater than the iniquities that you've lived in. And tonight when you call upon him and you cry out for mercy, let me tell you what's coming. Mercy's coming running. Just like that, that the father came running to the prodigal son. He hadn't even made it home yet. He he was still a great ways off. He still carried the stench of the pig pen. But the father came running to him. I see the father running to somebody tonight. I see the father running to somebody's house that's in a mess. Somebody that seems like they're in camp with death around them. And God is running to meet you right in the middle of your despair. And he's about to resurrect you and restore everything that's been lost because that's who God is tonight. I believe revival's coming to your house. I believe awakening's coming to your children. I believe that revival's sweeping the nations of the world. This is not a setback. This is a setup for an advancement for God's kingdom. And I believe it happens right now tonight as you and I are going to pray together right now in just a moment. I believe God's going to sit down in your house. I believe people are going to be saved tonight. I believe that people are going to get delivered tonight. I believe sicknesses are going to be healed tonight. So I want you to make an altar right there where you are. I want you to get down on your knees right there in your living room. I want you to bow your head at your dining room table. You may be in the bed right now. I want you and your wife to grab hands right now because we're going to pray together. And I'm declaring victory over your house. I'm declaring that fear is leaving and because faith is arising. 
Faith through this word of God is coming in your home tonight and faith is gonna replace every fear. So tonight when we pray, I believe that lives are gonna be changed. I believe that souls are gonna be saved. So tonight before I pray for all of you, I wanna pray for those tonight that don't know the Lord. Those of you that may be backslid right now and away from God, tonight God's gonna change your life. And listen, it's, it's not a matter of you repeating a prayer. It is a matter of you coming to God with a repentant heart with a sincere, humbled heart and declaring that you believe that Jesus died for your sins, that his blood is powerful enough to wash away all of your iniquity and to believe with your heart tonight that on the third day, God raised him from the dead and the same resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead is raising you up tonight, a brand new creation, that he's raising you up out of the grave clothes and he's gonna make you a brand new creation tonight. So I want you to pray with me right now. Heavenly Father, I repent of my sins. I turn from my old way of life right now. I'm walking away from it, God. Don't want to live that way anymore. And God, I'm turning to your son, Jesus. I believe that the blood that he shed was sufficient to forgive me of all of my sins. And tonight we receive the forgiveness of sins. And Lord, we believe in the resurrection that on the third day, you raised your son from the grave. And tonight, Lord, we ask that that same resurrection power raise up every person praying with me tonight, a brand new creation. God, that the strongholds of sin are being broken right now. Lord, that the guilt and shame are being washed away. And that, God, you're making each person praying with me right now a brand new creation. That, God, today they're becoming brand new in the name of Jesus. And, God, that their life will be forever changed. Would you just tell him right now, thank you, Father, for sending your son to die for me. Thank you that on the third day you raised him up. And today you're raising me up a brand new creation. I believe in Jesus, I believe in the blood, I believe in the resurrection, and I receive Jesus as my Savior and Lord right now in Jesus' name, amen. Make up your mind to follow him from this day forward. Father, I pray for every person right now. God, let the power and the fire of God fall in every home. God, let your power and glory set down in every home that's watching right now. For every person that will watch this later, let your glory fill that home. God, so permeate the atmosphere of that place with your presence, God, that knees will bow, that hearts will humble, Lord. God, that miracles will manifest, that you will touch those, God, that are, that are afflicted in their bodies tonight, bringing healing, God, from the coronavirus to cancer. God, from cancer to sugar diabetes, God. Lord, I pray for healing over people's bodies tonight. I pray blind eyes open, that crippled legs walk, God. I pray that deaf ears hear tonight, God. In the name of Jesus, for you are the God of miracles. I pray tonight, God, for every person struggling financially, God, for every business owner, God, that's, that's battling, Father, the fear of what to do about their business. Lord, be the Lord of breakthrough for them tonight. Be Jehovah Jireh, their provider tonight. God, let the manifestation of miracles come. I pray for the reconciliation of homes and families tonight. God, that sons and daughters that are out on drugs, that mamas and daddies don't know where they are. I call them home tonight in the name of Jesus. I pray Holy Ghost, get 
get a hold of them and incarcerate them and bring them home. Restore, restore relationships and restore marriages tonight. Heal marriages that are on the brink of divorce tonight, God. Lord, bring back, Father, the, the, the love once again, God. Bring back, Father, that, that compassion and mercy into the hearts of those spouses tonight. Lord, I thank you for restoring homes tonight. Lord, I thank you for reconciling broken relationships tonight. Father, for miracles happening around the world right now, Lord, because we call like David did upon the name of the Lord. Lord, show up in every home and show your glory and power that the name of Jesus will be exalted in every home, in every family that will view, Father, this service tonight. God, thank you for touching and transforming lives in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, give God some praise right there in your house one more time. He's good. He's faithful. Uh, he is a right on time God. Right now, we're going to turn it back over to Pastor Todd and Karen Smith. I'm just so thankful for them and their lives and appreciate them for all that they do in the kingdom of God. God bless you. Thank you, Bishop. I appreciate uh, your words so much. That was a powerful word, Karen. And uh, I'm just thankful that you're being ministered to by the Holy Spirit right now. The Spirit of God is touching you. Uh, what a powerful, powerful presentation of just hope and encouragement. But I couldn't help but believe that just a few moments ago, many of you responded to the call to give your life to Jesus. I mean, really, fully to give your life to Him, to yield and surrender every piece of you to Him. And we want to know about that. If you can right now, please let us know that you just opened up your heart to follow Jesus fully. So we want to encourage you to go to KingdomReady.tv, KingdomReady.tv, and I want you to click on the button that says Email Pastor Todd, and let me know at that moment that you just gave your life to Christ or rededicated your life to follow Him fully once again. It does our heart good, and we want to encourage you. We want to add you to our mailing list because you're going to be able to get every single day a devotion from our church, from our church family, our ministerial staff that's going to help you and help you grow in your relationship with the Lord. You'll be immediately placed on that mailing address, and we'll get that out to you as soon as we can. We want to help disciple you now in your relationship with Christ. Again, go to kingdomready.tv. Let us know that you just gave your heart to Jesus, and we would be so, so thankful. Karen, I don't know. These last few weeks here at the North Georgia Revival, even though there's no one in the building, I mean, we are we are completely uh, by ourselves with our ministerial team and some leaders. The presence of God is so strong. I think the Lord expects us to do exactly what we're doing. We just keep pressing forward. The candle is burning. He's holding the light for us. He's holding that fire. And uh, we just continue to press in. We continue to come in this fashion every week to be with you. And you're joining us this way. And Todd, just like you said earlier tonight, those doors are going to open soon. And I just want to encourage you guys, just come. Come and be with us. Uh, the way is going to be clear. The Lord is clearing the way. There's nothing to fear. Just come and be with us. Experience His presence in person. And uh, just, just, just step out in faith and come and be with us. So I believe, like you were saying earlier, that when the doors open up and everything is good to go and we're back on track, it's going to be a different level I think the Lord's going to do something fresh, something new. And I want all of you to come and be a part of that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Karen, what I would like to say, 
uh, before we go into a, a replay of our baptismal services. In fact, it's going to be week number 52, Cannot Wait. I want to say on behalf of the North Georgia Revival, our church, our leaders, our elders, and all the host pastors, thank you for all of you that are serving in humanity on the front lines, our doctors, our nurses, our first responders, our paramedics, our ambulance drivers, our, you know, all the people that are helping keep society functioning. And every day you wake up, you put your, you know, your uniform on and you go into literally warfare and you battle and you help humanity. That is the will of God. And I thank you for that. You are doing the work of the Lord. You're giving a cup of cold water. You're ministering to someone that may have minutes to live. And with the highest of dignity, you've been there. And we appreciate that. Our staff appreciates that. We pray for you and uh, nurses and doctors and first responders all over the world just know that there's a community of believers here in North Georgia that are praying for you all over the world, and we thank God for you. So just hear that from our heart. So Karen, tonight once again, what a powerful, powerful word by Bishop Lance Johnson at Relevate Church in Ranger, Georgia. He brought us such hope and you know, Bishop Lance does that every time. That's how he, that's that's just his mode. He comes out of the chute in fire, and it's always encouragement. And Bishop Lance has got an incredible testimony of his own. I mean, just a, the Lord saved him out of just, just the worst of worst. And so he knows what he's talking about when he talks about Jesus can break every chain. The cross has broken every chain. He can deliver from anything. He can stand you back up on your feet. Just like Bishop said tonight, he has walked that. He's lived it, and now he's on the other side of it. He's experienced the cross, and so I just appreciate he does that just about every time he incorporates his testimony, his message. Listen, Jesus can save anybody. He has hope for anybody. So I just appreciate how he just encourages us to keep reaching out, keep reaching out for that hope. You know, uh, as we're getting ready to transition to the baptism uh, Karen, there's something that you did that I just really feel like we need to talk about for the, about the next 60 seconds. Uh, I asked Karen to put together an e-course, um, the first of its kind for us, a teaching from the book of Philippians. You literally go from chapter to chapter, verse to verse, unpacking the powerful truths of the book of Philippians. And it is an e-course. You can go once again to kingdomready.tv and click on the red button at the top of the right top right. It'll take you down to our resources page and you can download five, five powerful videos of the teaching on the book of Philippians. So Karen, just walk us through just a little bit about that teaching because it is such, I mean, powerful, powerful revelation that you gave, especially in chapter one, dealing with crises. Yes. I mean, this, you know, the Lord does know everything. Uh, uh, we need to understand that. And it's amazing how timely this teaching is in the moment. You know, we could have chosen any book to teach through, but it was the book of Philippians. And the backdrop of that book is what's so important. Paul's in prison. He is in prison. He's in shelter in place. Yes, he's sheltering in place. He really is because he was in house arrest. He was literally in house arrest. Yes. It wasn't the last imprisonment. It was his first one. He was in house arrest. So he knows about that. But anyway... The letter that he wrote to the church at Philippi, he is basically, he's basically warning them. He warns them, you're going to stay in joy. Don't worry about me. Things are going to be fine. You stay in joy. You rejoice. Don't you be anxious. Don't, 
literally, guys, you've got to get that study because go to chapter four. He talks about don't worry. Don't be anxious about things. And he literally commanded that church because the church at Philippi was concerned about him. What's going to happen to Paul? He said, I command you to stay in joy because the world is watching. The world is watching to see how Christians are going to respond. Can we remain in joy in a time of crisis? It is a perfect teaching for this day and time. Yeah, and, the, and powerful is uh, Philippians chapter 4 where he even talks about when they were sharing with him in his need and they were in lack themselves, but they gave anyway. And this is what he said. What did he say? He said, I will supply. He said that because you have to always read the, word, the verses prior to the promise. He said, because you've been faithful in your giving, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. And the church of Philippi wasn't one of the richest churches, but they gave to Paul's needs so that he could continue to minister. They gave when Paul was in Thessalonica. And so he could spread the gospel that way, but because that church was faithful. And, and Paul said it, because you've been faithful, God's going to be faithful to you. So go to kingdomready.tv, very simple website, kingdomready.tv. The Lord said, start that ministry a few years ago to help make my people kingdom ready, to be usable by the master. And that whole website, the resources that you'll find on there will help prepare you to become kingdom usable. And this teaching, the first e-course that, you, that you've done, one of many that is to come, is on the book of Philippians. It's at the top right. Click on it. And uh, it's, it's very inexpensive, so you can find that out there. It's like $4 and something a video, but you get the whole package, I think, for $19. So please take advantage of that, and it is a resource that you can have the rest of your life. Powerful, wonderful revelation, Karen, on the book of Philippians. So let's go right now. Let's prepare ourselves. I want to pray for you as we get ready to go to our baptism. Week number 52, Karen, 5-2. Miracle after miracle took place. People being encountered by Jesus in the water. Fire on the water. Father, I thank you that tonight, right now, that you're going to speak to us, minister to us, help us. Our faith is going to be lifted up, Lord Jesus, as we watch these people encounter you in week number 52. God bless your people, Father. God bless you guys. Thank you for being a part of our uh, service tonight. This is week number 116. Can't wait. In a couple weeks, few weeks, five weeks, eight weeks, whatever it is, we're going to be opening up these doors again, and we're going to be hosting the world as they're going to come encounter Jesus in the water. So let's go right now to week number 52, a replay of the baptisms. At